0: cam hey <laughs> hey how's it, how's it going
1: pretty good and yourself
0: uh pretty good just uh mm-hmm. just finished work and then finished uh separate video call what about you
1: a what video call
0: just a separate video call like this is a podcast but it's also a video call so
1: okay right <laughs> prior
0: to this i was on a different video call
1: not the same video call no okay that's cool yeah, you know, I'm kind of in the same boat, finishing up for the day. Went for a walk with Gabby and Grandpa, my dog, and uh, yeah, and then kind of just needed to leave the house as it's been like cooped up a little bit. So yeah, Do feeling guys- a lot better than last week overall, um, but yeah.
0: Yeah, I feel like last week was a-, a ramp up into a lot of difference, but I also feel much more settled in this week. I feel like last week was definitely a blur. What's kind of been going on with you in terms of work and staying at home uh, and anything else since we last chatted?
1: Yeah, so let's see. I got some updates for Uh, you. Probably the most interesting one is that my contract will be ending early because of the COVID-19 situation. Oh, I did not know that. I know. I didn't tell you. (laughs) Um, Uh, But... (laughs) Here, I'm telling you, it's uh yeah, basically sounds like I'll be done next week, which is about a month and a bit earlier than I thought I would be finished. So that's obviously um kind of a you know, a bit of a shock, especially with Gabby's not in school at the moment either or work, like because she's been uh her program has been put on pause. Mm -hmm. Uh so it's a bit of a, you know, situation that we're trying to figure out um so that's like the probably biggest update um a couple notes on that um just like as soon as i kind of got word on that i started reaching out to some other people who had previously been looking to uh speak about potential freelance and contract work so i'm kind of getting the ball rolling on that Mm -hmm. all of this is just through like my network talking to people that um yeah that i've worked with in the past mostly or have wanted to work with so i've got a meeting scheduled um on thursday and one on friday to talk to a couple potential clients and i'm shooting a few notes out there but obviously there's a lot of people who are kind of in the same boat i saw like a lot of um people being like laid off or or contracts ended early right now so Mm -hmm. you know we'll see how all that goes but i do have a couple people that are pretty much like yeah we should move forward on something. It's just a matter of when. So I'm not like in a position where I'm too worried or should like anyone should worry. But um yeah, it was just kind of like a su- a bit of a surprise, though I can't say it's completely unexpected. And yeah, then that's another fair.
0: No, I just, I just say that's fair. I like I mean, I think you're in a very privileged position in that you started having conversations before uh this contract or while it was going on. So you have some people to hopefully um pick you up um but yeah if like if you want to post on linkedin or do anything like that i'm happy to share it out i think there's a lot of i'm sure there's still a lot of people out there that are hiring people on contract and maybe on contract more than full time um so yeah i think that i I hope that everything will work out just fine
1: yeah i'm uh i'm sure it will and yeah i I did post up something on linkedin just as a um i'm just kind of like shotgun approach right now to like you know get everything out there and see what starts coming back um and then the other note on that is just that like i was thinking about this when i was like reading over the contract initially i think i even may have like asked you while i was looking at it and it was kind of around like the terms in the contract and it really just goes to show that like i probably should have like pushed back a bit on some of the terms and i even thought about it where it was like You know, because it's kind of like the contract uh, can be terminated immediately. I probably should have been looking more into asking about extending that um, beyond or kind of having a buffer of saying like you need to give 10 days notice. That's pretty common on uh, what you'll see on some contracts. So um so it just makes me learn like live and learn and i think that's kind of how contracts tend to go is like you start adding like well i'm not gonna forget that next time and i'm not gonna forget that next time and so that's one thing to add to the list
0: yeah i think that's a really good point it is interesting because i know that we specifically discussed this and i think it kind of i don't remember what the terminology that we used was like you don't want to be like a stick in the side or whatever like you just kind of want to like get the ball rolling and start the job. And I think that this is such a good illustration of uh, us being naive and not realizing that you just like truly never know what can come up, even if it's something like this, like a virus or like if it's the company shutting down, you know, like, I mean, provided they're not going bankrupt or like they're just eliminating the role. At least you have 10 days of pay or 10, you know, um, or 10 days to find something new. So yeah, I think that's a really good point
1: yeah exactly. um yeah so that's kind of where that's at um what else i um yeah I've been just like personal stuff have been uh, kind of speaking mostly Spanish at home, definitely not sticking a hundred percent to it um but my partner from Venezuela, and she uh has been helpful in this being able to actually speak the language that i'm trying to learn so we've been mostly doing that and it's been really good um i still am really really bad at it um but i just had my like follow up lesson from you know i do every monday or something and i just had a lesson yesterday after maybe three or four days of steadily speaking spanish probably around 60 percent of the time uh in the house and he was like wow it's like kind of like incredible the progress that has been made in that time just in terms of like comfort level to like try saying things and connecting uh sentences together i still have like you know very basic words and sentences but it's at least um flowing more naturally and i'm excited to keep working on that and seeing how that goes so Um, now I'll have maybe more time even to (laughs) to just work on that yeah
0: Yeah, I think it I think it's I think it's funny and it's also a reason why I like having friends like you around how like the motivation can kind of go back and forth because I think I told you that like Diego and I were speaking a little bit more and then you took it to like the next level of you know I'm just we're just going to speak all the time so then I went back to Diego and I was like well uh, Cam and Gabby are speaking all the time so now we should speak more (laughs) and so he's been pretty good about it I mean like yeah, there's definitely situations where I'll be like, no, no. And and he's like, I'm just, I need to, I'm frustrated right now. I need to like express this thing or do this thing or whatever. But I think overall we've been doing it a lot more. Um, we're not together in the same house right now. Um, but just even through text and voice notes has been helpful. And yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I think it's like a comfort level thing, but I also agree with the diction portion of it. And so I think that's a big thing. Um, So right now I'm just doing on Memrise, which is an app similar to Duolingo, but they have some more like dedicated flashcard areas and they have like the top 1000 common Spanish words or most used. And so I want to just kind of like work my way through that because I think it will be a good layer. Um, I know that on top of that, I have a lot to learn in terms of grammar as well. But I think sometimes having more words can be more helpful than all the proper conjugation because you can kind of still get the point across definitely Uh, that's
1: what's been like holding me back mostly is not knowing the word for the next like i could fake a verb or like switch verb to like uh yeah maybe it's actually supposed to be something else but i can kind of like get the point like you're saying but then i'm just kind of like line like what's the next word that i need yeah and and that has been um very tricky yeah a lot
0: of like like, how do you say, how do you say, like, that's my sentences are more made up of that than something else, but yeah, it's super good. And then we have been doing, I told you, but kind of like these bedtime stories, which is, are these like books, um, They're called like uh, Bedtime Stories for Rebel Girls. And it's a super super popular book here, but I found them in Colombia in Spanish. And it's the perfect reading level for me because I can generally understand what's going on, but there's a bunch of words I don't know. So it's kind of frustrating to go through it on your own, but it's super helpful if you have somebody there who speaks Spanish. And it's also on a bunch of super interesting historical figures, so you learn as well. Yeah, so that's been like Spanish.
1: That's cool. And I actually, one note on just like, it often feels like that that whole like it's you know gabby can speak perfect spanish but then she's often the one who's like not doing it it's always me having to be like en espanol por favor like en espanol (laughs) and it's it's kind of like funny how that's the case it's just they're uh like it also changes how they have to interact with you if they have to hear you speaking with them at like a baby's level for like (laughs) you know the whole uh next month so it's like real no we need to have a real sure. conversation <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly um uh, with yeah, good intentions so i i don't think i have much else uh on here so how about yourself
0: yeah um so work from home as is everyone stay inside very important um I am truly just- Oh right, sta- <laughs>
1: the end of the world. I forgot yeah. to mention that. I'm truly yeah.
0: just staying inside. Uh, haven't been outside in a long time <laughs> and going a little loca. But um, no, I feel like work has been a lot better this week. I know it's only Tuesday, but last week I was really struggling with, I think, distraction around people constantly talking about what's going on, me having some like stress around it. And then for me, when I'm stressed, I have a lot of trouble with concentration. And I just felt like I was like I would start something and then I would look at something else and I'd get, and I was just feeling really guilty and frustrated with myself that I couldn't zone in, which, which to be clear is also an issue in my life outside of the coronavirus. But like this has escalated it. Um, I go through like zones of intense concentration, but then if I get like kind of like plunked out of it, I just, I have so much trouble kind of getting back in. So this week's been really good. And I started using the work gym again last week, which just like on a day where I was having a lot of trouble really help me just like sit down get three hours of work done um and feel really good about kind of the output of that on the other side so that's good
1: um that's awesome. yeah i and, was uh, curious about ahead. how a kind of uh, your job is going now that it's remote in terms of being an agile coach and having to work a lot with teams and stuff is there anything that you've had to kind of adjust and do you have any like I don't know, pointers or anything like interesting that's come out of this in how you change your workflow?
0: Yeah, so it's interesting. I think that uh, the situation we're in is a little bit advantageous to maybe some other people who do no work from home, but a lot of our remote tooling is pretty good, for example, because we have multiple work from home days. But still, the idea with the organization is that generally on work from home days, we don't hold a lot of ceremonies or meetings. So it is something to get used to um, in terms of formal work. I think um, a lot of it is being way more intentional with documentation and communication pre-meeting of what people should expect and how they should prepare, which is great because I think that the team that I'm working with right now, a big goal of ours is to kind of get documentation into a better state and now we can actually consistently feel the pain of it not being there so that's really great um and then just using different um tools like there's a lot of free tools around like online retro boards or i mean if you're using teams or zoom or whatever it is um lots of different functionality within video chats that i'm sure everyone has used um and then sometimes it's just like getting innovative with it like we're running, um, health checks across the organization right now. So not only do I have to kind of figure out how to interact with and help the team that I'm coaching, but I'm, I'm working with teams that I've never even met before. So, um, it's for me being super mindful about, like I said, giving people like instructions and resources prior to, um, trying to kind of chat with people, um, when we kick off a meeting, introduce myself, make people feel comfortable. Um, and then for me, um, yeah, a lot of just like using slack for voting using online powerpoints for reference um and then basically every single meeting that i do uh someone from my team suggested this a while back and i i try to always do this and it's called the perfection game so basically what i do is i ask um for people that if they would rate the meeting that we just had anything other than a 10 out then of 10 they have to
1: give you reasons why yeah exactly i I love that yeah
0: so it's interesting um because but it it, sometimes it's hard to get people to give feedback but so like i feel like that's super helpful so generally when i do that i'll get a couple responses first and then maybe a day later i'll remind people i'll tell them like just so you know if you haven't responded i am assuming that you are giving me a 10 out of 10 which i doubt is the case so just like if you would give me even a 9.5 just let me know like what could have gone better but so far i think also because i have a decent amount of uh experience working from home i don't find running remote sessions super challenging i do feel it's helpful when people are on video but i also don't want to um force that type of a requirement on people who are uncomfortable with it it's something that i would never do and i think it's possible to do without but um
1: yeah i actually found that that part is interesting like I, i think it's great to have everyone on video and like really you can you know just empathize better and really like carry on conversations and kind of um feel everyone out um but i also understand that and i was i think i was listening to a podcast of course cuz that's what i do and and it was kind of going on the other side of this where it's like you know someone's like you know what there's times where i like have to be like cooking for my daughter and i'm like uh or i'm like holding a baby in one hand and that would be like yeah sure i could show that on a video but it's going to be super distracting and like i kind of want to just get work done and so i can see the other side of it um not not always like i would say like if you're in a situation where you can it's going to really help um just for for everyone but it's uh i i kind of understand both sides of it now too
0: yeah and uh I totally agree with that. It's like, even like maybe you're breastfeeding or just, I was, I had a conversation with a colleague and this was pre everybody working from home and talking about uh, people were sharing articles about how, you know, you must go on video and like that that that's required. And, and he was actually kind of bringing up, I don't know if I discussed this with you, but like the differential in expectations around put togetherness of males and females and how it's so easy to just say like, just show up on camera, but that even that when you work from home, you know, there's a certain standard put on women that is higher than men in terms of how put together they should be. And I mean, I see this in the office. I see this. Uh, so I see how this could translate kind of, um, you know, to a video call as well. And it's something that I hadn't thought of. So I'm always thankful when people bring up, um, different things. Like I didn't think about the cooking thing. I didn't think about the differential in males versus females and how they present themselves. And if we truly want people to just be able to like roll up in their sweatpants and just get work done and be productive um then like let's not put them on camera where we're then gonna judge them you know so um not that i'm saying that people do that intentionally but i think that um it can happen so yeah
1: yeah it certainly can and i think there is kind of like well we're all very biased in the way that we uh, just live like it's like very common and Um, I've even heard people saying like, if you have a really, if you have really good lighting and a really good camera and stuff, it can actually draw better attention to you in these meetings, like, uh, which I think is true. And it kind of, when I was, it brings me back to, there's a book by Daniel Kahneman called Thinking Fast and Slow, Mm -hmm. and it is all about human bias. And, uh, one of the things that they study in there, um, I'll, I'll link it up in the show notes because it's such a. Interesting read, but it kind of gets into um basically like they had some experiments where the text they were reading like a couple pieces of text, and you had much better um ability to remember uh certain words if they were not faded or disintegrated in any way on paper, like maybe it was blurred out or slightly. Um, slightly washed out and so the whereas the quality on like a really well printed sheet of paper is going to be much easier to remember and and so you may not think that like quality of these things matters that much but when you talk about like if your camera is really great and the lighting and those things can kind of put on a different um like yeah we we just have inherent biases towards what we will consider like oh that that is a good room you're in and that's a good um you know it's just like we're kind of like our primitive monkey brains are just like you know um doing stuff in the background that we're not even realizing so yeah
0: it's true then the other interesting thing that came up was and this again was from one of my, my male colleagues, which like uh, he, he is quite a feminist and he brings up a lot of points that I don't, I don't and haven't thought about, but he was kind of saying how like, you have to be mindful to like, what is the actual intention behind this? Is that, is it that you truly believe that there's better interactivity when video is on? Or is it that like you as a male have just found another avenue to exert your dominance? Like, he's just like, these are just things that we need to think about. And they're all things to consider. I I truly agree. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Quite the spectrum, so it's not as yeah. simple as like just like do it or don't. There's definitely all sorts of things being no, and be it's, mindful about it's it. It's interesting. So.
0: Like at my previous work, we basically made do with almost fully text, even though we were fully remote, because most people were English as a second language. And when you also have multiple people who are English as a second language coming from different first languages, it it can make voice and video conversations very difficult. And a lot of people's written English was better than spoken, and so. I think, yeah, it's it's going to differ from workplace to workplace and who you're working with. But I think that there are so many tools and avenues to get the work done for those of us that are privileged enough to have jobs that you can work from home.
1: Yeah. And like who takes the notes, you know, whereas if you're typing, there's like documentation like built into that. Yeah. It, it, history exists there. So, yeah, it's huh. kind of
0: interesting. I didn't even think about that. And then I think um, so outside of work. Uh, so my class has continued. So. Again, doing just like an intro web development course. It's going really well. I enjoy it. Um, I've learned a bunch. Uh, Yeah, I've just liked being in class again too. And so it's fully remote. So it's six hours, Saturday, Sunday. Um, So I am three quarters done. I have just kind of one more weekend left and then I'll be done, which is like, it's funny how quickly, you can learn so much and and get through like a course like that. And so I have kind of one more project to do, but uh, I'll be done that in kind of like a day or two. And then, yeah, just kind of like wrapping up the final lesson. So I think just figuring out what I want to do after that. And so I think I'll probably just continue with um, the West Boss JavaScript course after that. Uh, I definitely feel that I'm like more drawn to learning things that will allow me to like build things that interact with each other and actually do things and that things around kind of like styling and design and that sort of stuff is, is less so, uh, my interest, which has just always been less so my interest. Um, so yeah, but just continuing to learn in that direction and I'll figure out kind of where that journey takes me.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it's always good to have a a baseline at those things, which this is giving you. And totally. Not to say that you need it because you can build, if you ever build a product and you have to make your marketing site, you're going to maybe do that in, I don't know, you can choose another thing that's pre-built HTML and CSS. But when you start looking at how to build out the actual product, maybe there's like a back end like a UI that you need for when you are logged in and like your admin panel exactly. and things like that. And so, yeah, those skills will really come in handy at that point. So... Yeah, yeah. So
0: I wholeheartedly agree with that. And I think, uh, yeah, so it's been a really good experience. Um, I would highly recommend it doing it at Juno college. If anybody, uh, listening is in the Toronto area and considering, I think that the instructor has been great and the online format has been awesome. So yeah. And then I think so honestly, between kind of work and school that has been the primarily the majority of my life right now, uh i'm trying to find some more time i know it sounds silly to find some more time but like just to get some workouts in and things like that because i feel like it's mostly just been like i just kind of continue working and maybe do some homework and then i sleep so
1: uh, that's kind of a a, probably a good transition into the questions that we were gonna start looking at we had some questions come in from uh from a listener slash like a good friend uh kevin and he was like listening to the show and just sent us like so many great questions and so um we met up and kaylin and i met up and and spoke a bit about this like how should we handle this and we decided to kind of like split it into some chunks and like there seems to be some that we can both answer together so uh one of the ones that he kind of like looked at towards the end was like what is a day in your life like and i thought this was a good one that we could both kind of answer and as you mentioned uh, before we start recording, it's kind of interesting times like <laughs> right now. So day in our life today might be quite different than what it was before. So it might be interesting to just draw attention to the contrast between what our day is like now, and also <laughs> compared to like um, what a standard day is like for us. So uh, with that, maybe we can kick into this. You have anything to say before we jump in?
0: No, let's do it.
1: All right, well, uh yeah, we'll start with the first one. What time do you get to work?
0: Uh, so now is pretty much the same as when I was in the office, so sometime between like nine and nine thirty uh, is when I start work. My first like must do meeting of the day is at 9 50, but um I like to ch- generally just like get in, prepare. Um, my first meeting of the day is a stand-up, so i I, I generally just want to understand where things are at before we jump into that.
1: Yeah, that's cool. For me, oh, and it's actually even before we uh well, it's too late. We already answered it. But like, is there anything you try to do before work that like you kinda like get in uh that you're getting in right now?
0: I wish that my answer was yes. There was a point in my life where I had an amazing morning routine, but I've I've struggled with that a lot in the last few months. And so I other than kind of like making a coffee and eating breakfast, I don't do much before work. What about you?
1: So before work, I generally so i'll get up and have a shower uh which normally i would leave out of that but i actually usually throw in a podcast while i'm in the shower that i'm like, learning something on or at least listening to something interesting while i'm doing that uh so yeah kind of start with that and then like once i'm done i kind of like go and eat breakfast and then usually <laughs> that's when i throw my headphones on continue listening to whatever like podcast i have on so uh, I I would say almost every day I start with like that as a routine because I have way too many to catch up with but I also just uh, love it and then uh, yeah make a coffee and then I've been on a pretty good routine for the past little bit since I discovered those flashcards of uh, Anki flashcards app that I have been practicing Spanish at around 8 30 each morning so I'll like sit down at my desk have my coffee while i'm looking at flashcards to like go over the sentences and then um yeah i've been starting work at nine don't know what's going to be you know next week (laughs) because it'll be more well i don't i don't know maybe i'll have a contract maybe i'll be working on my own thing but probably we'll try to stick to somewhat of a consistent schedule so yeah cool Uh, and then the next question what is the first thing you do? So you already answered that, right? You kind of said that meeting. Yeah,
0: I think there's there's two things I do. So I mean, uh, I coach a team, right? And so I, I want to make sure that I'm I'm in sync with kind of where they're where they're at and how they're doing, just so I can be cognizant of what might come up in a stand up. So I take time to kind of pre review um, their 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 board of like how their current sprint is going before um, we do stand up. But then generally before that. Uh, stand up. I also review my own priorities for the day. Um, So I I store all of that in notion. I have kind of like my own Kanban board. Um, So just so I can understand kind of what are the top three items that I want to get done for the day, which I've usually identified uh, the day before. And then I'll take a look at my calendar and I'll slot in um, working time around whatever meetings I have there.
1: Yeah. And for me, I kind of like touch base with the team when I get in. Um, And um yeah so the first thing that i do is just like connect with them and usually there's a meeting at like 9 30 so i'll either like pick up what i was working on the e- evening before or, like the day before um before that or i'll um just ask what the priority is like i've been on a team that's like shifting responsibility or shifting priorities a lot um and so i guess that leads into the prioritizing my time uh which is like the next question um which is um it really depends on Where I'm working or which contract. So like, if kind of like what you were just saying is like, I'll usually start my day by like seeing what my top things are to do. But in this environment where maybe that priority changes like within half the day, then uh, so I, I actually more just leave it to speak with the team and connect on that and say like, hey, what's the priority right now, and um, and get it from them. But if I were working on like my own projects, I tend to keep like a Notion to do list that is like already slightly or fairly well prioritized and then i'll like draw from that
0: yeah and so for me in terms of prioritizing my time which really is prioritizing my tasks so like my time is split up between like ceremonies that i sit in on and facilitate and then um you know doing independent work and also like taking time to sit down with members on on areas that we might be working on and so uh in terms of like tangibly how I prioritize those things. Uh all of my tasks again are in a Kanban board. They are like in prioritized order. And I-, I add things throughout the day. And then usually once a day I'll reprioritize that list. But at any given time in my to-do column, there will be only three items. So basically my top three items will be in to-do and then I'll drag over the top one into in progress and I'll try to usually get through those three before I kind of take a look at the larger list again and I might reprioritize the top few items then drag over um three into the to-do column again that's the ideal state that's usually how it works sometimes fires come up but it's it's been pretty rare so far
1: yeah and for me on that like even outside of work i keep all this in notion and um and i'll have i actually have a couple different to-do lists but they all kind of feed into this master to-do list so it's really just a filtered view um of like because i have different buckets one is like personal one is business one is podcast you know and and like i have like these different ones and so i'll have those kind of all in this dashboard view and then i'll kind of um browse through them and i have one that's kind of a amalgamated like top priorities and so i'll just go through and i add like a little checkbox to like up next basically i think is what i call it and and that will add it to my um my up next uh to-do list and so i'll tackle yeah again kind of similar thing where it's either like i'll only put in like a few uh, at a time or at least the ones that i know are up next because it can be a bit overwhelming to be juggling these different ones otherwise um and so yeah how are you assigned tasks i think we kind of got into that did you have anything to add really it sounds like we're both self-assigning slash like checking in with our team on there
0: yeah i don't i mean I don't know if it's the same for you, but basically all most of my tasks are like pull tasks. Like they're they're things that I've decided to do. Um, yeah, um, I guess that's
1: kind of interesting in itself. Is that like some people who are listening may not be like in agile or tech, uh, you know, and not realize that that's often how things go or like maybe it's not even often how it goes it's just like it is one way to do things it's like pulling from a board and you already have a lot of stuff ready to go and it's more of a like grab whatever ticket you want or whatever's going to help your team the most at this point so yeah, yeah exactly
0: like i think yeah from a development developer perspective it's like I mean, I think a lot of people do work in situations where they're very much like assigned tasks, but I think that also a lot of people, similar to how you're describing it right now, like you can pull in tasks. And then for me, because of the way that I'm working with my team, kind of the way that that looks is that, uh, you know, we, we start off with an assessment of a squad and then, um, really we're just setting objectives and and key results. And then there's kind of a list of, of hypothesized, Activities, tasks, changes that we think are going to kind of ladder up to us meeting those objectives, and so these are all things that I've like come up with, and and in conjunction um, with the team, and so I'm just kind of working through those things um, based on what I think is going to be most effective any given week. Uh, so yeah, it's very much like a, a pull, which can be interesting to navigate too. I think this is probably a role where I've had the most autonomy over what I do in a day, so it's interesting.
1: That's cool. Do you um does your team work in sprints or um cuz I wanted to maybe it's just interesting to touch on that way of working through tasks in like kind of the scrum methodology and if you have any inputs on that.
0: Yeah, so the squad that I'm working with right now, they they use scrum, so they work in 2 week sprints. So basically similar to what you said, um you know, we have a variety of ceremonies that that we go through, but tasks are all refined prior to a sprint starting. Um, before the sprint starts, we have a planning session where they actually pull in, uh, a chunk of work that they're committing to for, you know, the two week period. And then we review that daily. We have kind of our, our board visualized and we go through, we kind of walk the board story by story to understand how things are progressing. Right now we have a little bit of a sub squad split. So we have some specialties within the squad where certain parts of the squad gravitate towards different, um, types of work. Uh, But it is very much kind of like they have the autonomy to pull in whatever tasks um, that they would prefer to work on. And and yeah, I think that there could be even more autonomy and like less of a squad split, but there's a little bit of a split right now. So some people have specialties.
1: Yeah, that's, that's cool. I could dive into that more, but we'll just like keep rolling and maybe touch on that another time. For sure. Um, What time do you leave work usually?
0: Uh, It really depends. Like, I would say anywhere between like five to six thirty. Generally, I think it's very much like, like if I am completely out of energy and exhausted, like my team's pretty supportive in general that just like, yeah, like you've clearly worked enough for the day, like take off. If I'm not going to be productive anymore, sometimes I get in the zone, I'll end up there till I'm seven till it's like seven o'clock. But um, there's no like strict leave time. Same with start time. There's no really strict start time.
1: Yeah. And for me, it's, actually in the contract role that i'm on it's been like an hourly kind of contract and so i've i've been quite strict about like the time that i put in um but there are some times where we'll have to go and put a bit extra because i don't know special circumstances or whatever um so it's yeah it's it's interesting though because like when i was working in just a more of a full-time role it would be a lot more kind of loose and like there seem to be i don't know there's like a certain point to which you're super productive and then you kind of hit a wall and it's like you can try and work through that or you might just be better off waiting till the next day and so i would definitely have some days where like you said i'm on a roll and i'll just keep working even into the evening um if it's like I don't know. A problem that I really like or I'm like, you know, enjoying, mm-hmm. like it's it goes without uh or it it's worth saying that like it's not like generally a force thing. It's more like I, th- I just love solving these problems. Um but yeah, kind of with contract that is I'm only allowed to bill up po- to a certain number of hours too. It's not just like go as much as you want. Like that would be kind of wild, yeah. so. Uh so that yeah. That makes sense. That's kind of how I manage it. And then let's see, is work something you are thinking about even when you are at home?
0: Yes. Um, Sometimes intentionally, sometimes unintentionally. Um, I I feel like there's just always a, a big part of it that's in the back of my brain. It's like somehow I'm kind of always just continuing to kind of like, I don't know if the words like muddle on things, but like, think about things that are upcoming and how they might play out or things that I might need to do. I think I used to do this in a much more stressful way all the time when I was a bit younger, I think I still like, I'm still a pretty high stress person. Um, so if there's things that are unfinished, they really stick in my mind. But even when I'm not stressed, I think I'm still like constantly like problem solving when I'm just like walking around in the shower, on the bus, whatever it is. I, I I do think that it it continues to take up like uh, mental energy for me.
1: Yeah yeah totally can relate to that um i feel if i'm like you said especially i'm working through a problem and it's like i don't know a couple weeks long like a very like challenging one i'll be thinking about that like you know constantly um and it's just because yeah i can't tell my brain to like turn it off sometimes um that said i don't like feel like work uh i don't know i don't feel like it it necessarily like takes over in a bad way. It's not like I go home and I'm like stressed about work. It's more just like yeah, it's uh in these kind of like problem-solving roles. It's just that um sometimes this is where like when I see kind of like timers of like um like hours tracking and stuff and it's like you have to be like counting the number of clicks or seeing that you're like typing on the keyboard or something like that stuff doesn't really make sense to me as much because uh, so much of the work can like actually be done just through your better thinking. And actually, uh, I know we've had conversations around this before of like, just thinking about like, how many lines of code you write, like if you think, if you think through a problem really well, you can solve it with fewer lines of code and Mm -hmm. less time uh versus just like and i'm guilty of doing both ways sometimes it's like oh if you only have a short period of time to work on this you just dive straight into coding but it's like you would have probably been better off to like take i don't know however long depending on the scope of the problem to just uh go in and uh and like think around it so so that was a really long-winded say of, a way of saying, yes, I think about it at home. <laughs> and, no, uh, I think yeah. I
0: think it's like it gives good context for sure.
1: There were a few more that I, I think maybe we can even touch on these. Um if if you're cool with that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um so like how do you feel during during the day generally? It,
0: it really depends on the day. My days can be so different. Um I like I really like when my days are a good mix of solo work and meetings um i sometimes have days that i could actually be in meetings from the time that i enter the workplace until i leave i struggle with that i love meeting with people but i'm definitely a person that gets exhausted by social interaction pretty quickly which is challenging because my job is almost all social interaction but there's a good chunk of of solo work that i need to do for planning as well um so i like to have a balance of that i would say i feel more exhausted when i'm kind of just like in back to back meeting because i think the thing is is that i'm i'm very mindful to be on during meetings and fully engaged and so it takes a lot of brain power that's all
1: yeah for sure and um yeah for me it's kind of like i'm usually pretty in what i'm doing during the day and so i'm feeling quite i don't know present invested it's like it feels good cuz i'm usually like solving a problem um or trying to so yeah feel you know but there are times where, I don't know, if I, like, maybe I'm, like, exhausted. And then, uh, and then I can't really do as well at, at solving those problems or whatever. I think that's honestly part of why, like, this type of work, like, I've definitely slowed down on, like, I don't know, going out late on a weeknight because I can really feel that the next day and it impacts, mm-hmm. like, how well I can get my job done. And so, like, I, you know, I mean, part of that's just growing up. But part of it is just, like, yeah, I I, I like to be in a top shape so I know what I'm doing at work and like can solve things properly. Um and yeah, do you feel motivated slash exhausted? I I guess it's like either of those. Like, yeah, generally Can I say like
0: <laughs> both sometimes? Um yeah. it, it depends. I mean, I think that you know, we've we've both chosen jobs that we like. There are tasks within everyone's job, some that you like more than others, some that you like less than others. Um, so again, it really depends kind of like what, uh, what the mix of my day is. I don't think that feeling exhausted is necessarily a bad thing. For example, the example I just gave, where just like, when I have a lot of social interaction, I will just feel exhausted. I will just need to be silent for a period of time. Um, but I, I, I feel I, at the same time feel motivated. Um, I don't go into my work days feeling exhausted. I think sometimes it's just the product of all the work you put in during a day.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can echo that too in that like I don't know sometimes it I yeah, sometimes I can be thinking through something a lot and then I do end up feeling like Uh, exhausted or burnt out Uh, especially some it kind of goes through flows ebbs and flows of like you know there's times where you're going all in and really busy and it's like you just put it all out there and then you're kind of like you need a day or two that's like a slower period where you're just kind of working on like less brain intensive tasks and things like that and likewise if if i do end up in meetings all the time it can be exhausting luckily that's not like super often that i'm in those but um but it can be for sure and I will say that like generally, yeah, if I'm like going through a day of like coding um, when I will get home or like now I'm at home all the time. But before when I would get home, like I would often, you know, need to go for a walk with the dog and like just put my headphones on. And like there are times where you like, I don't know, get to the dog park or something and you like see someone, you know, and it can just be like, oh, man, I need to like take some time to decompress like uh, and just like. I don't know let my brain just veg out for a bit like because it can be like a long day like kind of just like um need to like take that hour uh, immediately after work and just kind of like let it all like float away and then generally after that like it's fine so yeah
0: yeah which I think was like a good point for your long walks home from work too I think that can help with kind of the 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 brain rest time sometimes
1: absolutely yeah i do miss that right now and so been trying to make a a concerted effort to go on walks uh daily though i should probably be doing it even more than i am so
0: yeah that's fair well thanks
1: kevin for asking all these questions and we got even more so if anyone else has questions feel free to shoot them our way um otherwise i don't know i think that's it for this week so kaylin why don't you uh, sign us off and tell people where they can find the show notes
0: Awesome. So you could find show notes on workpalspodcast.com or you can find us on Twitter at workpals. Goodbye. Okay, bye. bye.